Welcome to the Void Podcast. This podcast is produced by Void Podcast LLC and presented by Sean McKnight and Jenny Miller. We've produced some bonus content, such as long-form episodes for each season, as well as having conducted interviews with some of our cast members. We bring to you now an excerpt episode of one of those interviews. You can watch the entire interview online through our Patreon page by visiting void-podcast.com and then by clicking on the Patreon link in the menu. Thanks again for listening to Void. We hope you enjoyed this interview excerpt. So I am joined uh, by Guy Wellman, who plays Gideon Judge in our Void series here. So this is exciting. So uh, welcome aboard, Guy. Uh, thank you for taking the time to sit down with me. Um, of course. Thank you for having me. So I want to start a little bit with just kind of a little bit about you and like your history and a little bit about your background. Um, where, where are you from originally? Where did you grow up? That is a question I often get. And people have so many different opinions, but I've only met one person in my life that got it right, and it blew me away. Um, I'm not Hawaiian. Uh, nothing wrong with that. I wish I was. I mean, it's a great <laughs> place. Uh, I'll talk about that later. But um, I'm actually a South American Indian from the country of Guyana. I'm what's called an Amerindian. Wow. Uh, I'm from one of five remaining tribes in the interior of Guyana. Uh, my tribe is actually the Wapashone tribe. Uh, primarily, they were just hunters and uh, fishermen. And uh, if you were to visit their village today, it's still pretty much uh, modernized clay huts, but not too much modern technology. So it's uh, they're still pretty much just living off the land. Is the whole country kind of like that? Guyana? Oh, no, no. Oh, no okay. That's uh, where, again, where I'm from, I'm deep in the interior of Guyana from uh, like the rainforest area. Oh wow! Cool. So it's it's way way deep in deep in there. So that's why the there's only five remaining uh, tribes um, uh, in Guyana. And you were born in the tribe in Guyana. Yes, um, I was uh, born. My uh, birth mother had me when she was a teenager, and she knew that she couldn't raise me, so she was ready to give me up for adoption. And my grandparents happened to be missionaries in Guyana and so they kind of put two and two together and decided oh. that well and my um adopted parents wanted the third child and they couldn't uh risk having one on their own so put it all together and a year and a half later <laughs> I came to the United States. How old were you then when you came to the US? Year and a half. Year and a half. Oh okay. Did you ever go back to visit? I did when the I myself was... like actually in the jungle? Yes. When I was in middle school, this is in the early 80s, um, my grandparents felt it was very important for me to see my country because at that time there was a major anti-American uh, regime starting up and they wanted to make sure that I got a chance to see it in case they completely shut out all Americans. And um, so I went back in middle school and it was something I was not ready for because it was a rather uh, overwhelming experience. but I took in uh, quite a, a moment of actually seeing people who look like me for the first time. Oh, wow. And oh, wow. kind of like really threw me back just, oh my goodness. Because, I, well, I grew up in Delaware. 
Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. That's so we're talking two entirely different worlds. Oh, I know. I've been to Peru a couple of times, man. I've been, and I've stayed in the jungle in huts like you're describing. So uh, for like, you know, for some, uh, from retreats I've been to. So like deep in the rainforest. So I know exactly what, I, yeah. no, not exactly, but I have a sense of what you're talking about. So now I obviously didn't grow up there. I went, I only stayed there for like, you know, a week at a time, but yeah. it, I can, and that was shocking for me. And I was in my uh, 40s the first time I went. I can't even imagine as a teenager. Yeah, it how was. That, how that kind of shook up your world, man. It did. What was, uh, there was a lot of things that came from that trip that I remember, but uh, one of the most notable things was when I finally got a chance to meet my cousins, aunts, uncles, even grandparents, um, they were all just staring at me and doing a lot of, um, I could understand them because uh, they have their own language. Uh, they do speak English too, but they're, they have their own dialect. But anyway, um, I just stood there and I was probably five foot six at the time, maybe not much, maybe a little bit taller, I'm not sure. But anyway, um, I towered over the chief. I was like this, he's one of us, but we're not sure because I was so much bigger than him. <laughs> and then um, my mother, my birth mother, or I'm sorry, my uh, adoptive mother said to me, Guy, take your glasses off. And as soon as I did that, it was almost like a veil was lifted off of my face and they immediately rushed me and wanted to touch me because they realized he's one of us. Oh, wow. And so what happened after that initial meeting was the chief was begging my uh, adopted mom, please take my son back to America so he comes back like me. <laughs> <laughs> so, that, so send him away, he's gonna grow big and strong and then right. <laughs> And then come back to uh, right. <laughs> so that was uh, th that was quite an interesting trip. Um, again, uh, I think uh, I was a little obviously a little way too young for it, but uh, yeah. I'm glad I did it then. And um, I would love to go back now. And actually, now through Facebook, I've actually connected with more of my uh, birth family. I was going to ask if you stay in touch with them, so you're able to. Um, I do now, yeah, uh, because obviously. One of the things I really wanted to do was to meet my birth mother, and I was told that I, uh, she had left. Um, this is back in the 80s, and um, so, oh well, it was what it was. Yeah. But then later on in life, of course, being an adopted kid, I was like, you know, I'm curious if whatever happened to her. I was just loved, I'm not mad at her or anything. I just want to yeah. uh, say hi, get to know her. Sure. Sure. And uh, I won't take up too much time with that, but uh, what happened was actually through Facebook, I had a follower whose name I sort of recognized, and I messaged her, I said, excuse me, are you the same woman who brought me to America when I was a year and a half? And she replied, said, Guy, I've been waiting for you to ask me that. Yes, I am. And that just started the whole process of getting me in contact with the right people to find my birth mother. Wow. And uh, I did find her, and uh, but I was warned that if, um, the, the longevity, the life longevity of most Guyanese isn't very long. Mm. So she might be dead. So I was like, okay, well, I, I just kind of want to know. Yeah. And so I did find her. And uh, we actually FaceTimed each other. And uh, that was, again, the first time I felt like I was looking in the mirror. Because wow. my birth mother and I looked so much alike. That was the first time you saw her since she, since you yes. were... Since you came here? 
Yes. Wow. Because that, the only thing I had of her was just a picture of me with her when I was an infant. And so that's all I really had of her, of any uh, physical evidence type of uh, pictures. Okay. And so that was pretty wild to actually talk to her. Yeah. And of course, we were setting up times for me to come down there and visit. And uh, still lived in the, in the same area? Oh, oh actually, I'm, I'm sorry. She actually moved to Trinidad. They go, apparently, oh. a lot of uh, Guyanese do that. Oh. Still within the, that area, but they go to a different uh, country. Sure. So I was going to go. And then, uh, actually, it was March of, uh, I think, 2016, maybe. Mm. I got a call from my half-sister, who I had gotten to know at the time, that uh, she had slipped and fallen and hit her head on concrete, and she died. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I am, uh -huh. too. I was sorry. But, you know, at the same time, I wasn't, up, like, too sad because... I didn't really know her all that well, but right. you know, I sad for, for, for all of them that, you know, there, there was their mother and an aunt to a lot of uh, uh, people, but it was, uh, it was, it was sad, but I, I had to tell my adopted mom, I was like, listen, mom, her name is Victoria, but my adopted mom's name is Anne. My birth mom is Victoria. Okay, okay. So I said uh, to Anne, uh, listen, Victoria died. Um, but I want you to know that, even though I'm sad, you're still my mother. Uh, you're the one who raised me and taught me so many great life lessons and cared for me. So uh, it is sad, but I, I wanted to just reassure her and my, my dad that you're yeah. my parents. This is my family. Yeah. So this is one of those moments that I just wanted them to know. <laughs> that, no, I'm glad it worked yeah. out, man. That worked out. Yeah. Yeah. And at least you had that moment where you did get in touch with her. So you, you had yes. you know, so you yeah. had that. Now, speaking of your parents, uh, your adoptive parents, um, uh, when when you were being raised, like what did they do for a living? Like I'm trying to figure out where the acting thing came from. So Okay. My um mother was there? Okay. Yeah, my mom is an RN and my dad was uh engineer for DuPont. Hmm. So they had nothing to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> so no so no there's no influence from the parental side as far as what got you on the acting path no <laughs> okay Whatever. okay so where so what so what did get you on the path then like what made you want to become an actor then i i it was uh interesting that um when i was in i was in the navy i, I joined right out of high school um i went to uh boot camp in florida then my a school in Meridian, mississippi and then i ended up uh, earning my way to a shore duty, basically a desk job in Hawaii at oh, Pearl wow. Harbor. Rough. So, uh... <laughs> we hope you enjoyed that interview excerpt. Don't forget to visit our website at void-podcast.com and then click on the Patreon link to find more bonus content. Thanks again for listening. The Void theme song, Equilibrium in Turbulence, was composed and produced by David Parsons from Avid Wolf Music. If you'd like to learn more about our podcast, please visit our website at void-podcast.com.